0: Okay. Good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Nishmat Yechmel David Megiddo Dalia Benema and Lul Nishmat All Amitim. Also in the Leima of Chanabat Adel and Rab Shalom Yavne and Dariel and Sara. Also in the success and Yerach of Aba Lishava Aba Navah Gadil Aba Lishava Shefna Shana Reina Malka Basha amazing also refuel shalema for the nasdaq refuel shalema for the dow jones refuel shalema for netflix refuel shalema for <laughs> for the market <laughs> definitely needs a shalema amazing concept today may 3rd and may 4th la very excited may 3rd is for everybody may 4th is for singles may 17th in manhattan is for everybody we're going to be sending out the link um before I get to today's class, I just want to tell you a very cute story that happened to me. It ended up being cute, thank God. It could have not been so cute, but it ended up being cute. So, you know, there's a Gemara that says, we spoke about it the other day, that everybody's presumed to be blind until God opens up their eyes. I had a very nice experience of that yesterday. All of a sudden, I'm coming, home, coming back out of my workout in the afternoon, coming back into my car, and I had to rent a car. I had to have a rent a car, my car is getting serviced, so all of a sudden, open up the car, the car opens, I go into it, and I see the key. car's not starting. I said, I didn't, you know, the key's not starting. try everywhere, I put the knob here, put the knob there, you know, putting, having a Jew with a flat tire or something not working mechanically is, you can, it's like a paralyzing the guy. I mean, the car travels for a Jew, it's, it's like paralyzing the guy, this is. Give me a flat tire. I'm completely. I don't even know what to, where to start. Who to change? So, obviously, it's not working. Okay, and obviously, I have a meeting right, right, right after this. So, okay, I call the. I call the the dealer. I call the the person who brought me the car. Try this. Try that. Try this. Try that. Nothing's working. Go take your car to the dealer. Obviously, if I could take my car to the dealer, I wouldn't be calling you. I would drive the car. So I'm. I'm here. Comes the panic. Here comes the. Okay, what am I doing? I'm in the middle of a, I'm in the middle of a parking lot. I have nowhere, to, and I need, to get, I need to get out of here, like, like, soon. So I said, listen, I need to calm down. and to calm down. I tried this. I tried that. I tried everything. Nothing's working. So all of a sudden, like everything else, I say, joy is the exact strategy. If nothing else is going to work, stop panicking and start singing to God and thanking Hashem that I'm, you're stuck in the car. This is exactly what He wants from me. And then maybe I could have missed the meeting. Who knows what it is? Started singing to Hashem, thank you Hashem for being in the car, thank you Hashem for missing my meeting, thank you Hashem for having no air conditioning in the car, thank you Hashem for everything. I just started really thanking Hashem, knowing this was for the best. really believed it was for the best. Maybe I would have gone to a car accident, who knows? I really believed it was for the best. Next thing you know, chit chit chit. All of a sudden I see the car opening. And what happens? The guy tells me, You're in my car. <laughs> so I was in the wrong car. <laughs> I was in the wrong car. <laughs> I was literally in the wrong car. Exact car like this one, it was a a car. Exact car, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was in the wrong car. My car was t- two things down. It happened to be the guy works out in the same gym as I do, otherwise the guy says, what the hell are you doing in my car? It could have turned really crazy. But I'm sitting there banging on the car, I'm yelling at the guy, I'm banging the guy and it's not even my car. Imagine somebody in your car banging on the car, what the <laughs> hell is going on with the car? And then I said, Joy is the exit strategy. So after singing to Hashem is when I started getting that. How in the world did that happen? I think that had to, I had to see that. Go back to the cheesecake parties, go back to the fundamentals, stop complicating your life. Go back to the basics. Just God God shows you sometimes. I'm gonna take away your key. I'm gonna take away, just to show you a cute little lesson. Stop, don't go, very important. Sometimes we we miss the basics. I said, when's the last time I threw a cheesecake party? When's the last time I did this? I, why am I not manifesting enough? So that really, really shifted everything back to simplicity, which is really, it was such a, it was the greatest 30 minutes to be stuck in the car, yelling at the dealer, what's going on? Why would you give me a car like this? I gave you a nicer car. The whole thing. Don't ask. But we should all recognize joy is the exit strategy. You're stuck. Hashem made you be stuck. Like what are the odds of the same exact car, same color, same thing, one row down, at the same time, it was not even normal, but I was in the wrong car, for God's sake. So it was just, God's laughing in your face. And this is this is a lesson, I think, that we all have. So, like I said, when you're stuck in life, joy is the exit strategy. And that's something that we have to be able to to constantly celebrate in advance. We should do a whole different class on that. That's always, should be a tune-up. Celebrate in advance, don't get stuck on rational, your rational mindset, don't get stuck on logic, start celebrating in advance, it's exactly what your Creator wants you to do, it's a beautiful concept. Today we have a very, very, very powerful co- class today, it's lesson one in the second half of Likuti Moran, this is basically the Torah that Rabbi Nachman came out with after he went to Eretz Yisrael, it's, it's a very loaded Torah, I'm going to try to break it down and get to the practicality of the Torah by making it it's it's just it's 40 pages long so i have to find a way what's the main point that we need to figure out the torah talks about healing the torah talks about self-esteem the torah talks about slavery and how to really how to really get healed through bread and water how do we get power how does a person get healed through bread and water and what's stopping him practically from getting healed in his life what are the attributes so rachlan starts the torah by saying a Jew is, is created to have dominion over the angels. Practically, we have the potential to tell the angels what to do. That's the potential that we have. Now, because of this concept that we have the, such potential through our prayers to change nature, you know, today too many people are opening up the horoscope instead of opening up the prayer book. If they knew what they could do, they could change the horoscope. They could change everything. But because we've become so connected to the nations, we're so stuck in this in this world, we, we, stop, we stop believing who we are, stop believing in the power of our prayers. We're supposed to be on top of the angels, We're so, a person is supposed to have dominion over the angels, and this is where the Apostle says, when the angels will want to know what God's, what God's thinking, they're going to ask Israel what God's thinking. So because of this concept, the angels are very jealous and they're very envious of us. And they always like, any, as long as you're, if you're just floating in life, they couldn't care less about you. Because then you're not going to do anything anyway. But if you have any kind of potential to create some kind of splash in heaven, boy, are they going to go after you. And this is why we have so many many odds, spiritual many odds. We have so many issues spiritually, connecting spiritually, and so much confusion. You know, today you're confused. You know, they call it ADHD. No, it's called, you have a Yetzirah, bottom line. I think everybody's just just giving everybody, oh, you yeah, have ADHD. No, it's called, you have a Yetahara." Yetzirah does not want you to confuse. Go to a heat game, you'll see everybody completely focused. People focus on things that doesn't matter. But when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to growth, oh, I can't focus, I ADHD. Blah, blah. No, it's called, you have a Yetahara." I know when I want to focus on something, there's no I don't have ADHD at the gym. I don't have ADHD in business. I have ADHD when it comes to spirituality. When it comes to something learning, here comes my head oh everywhere I get taken there. It, this is, uh, today they just, hey, label oh, you have ADHD. No, it's called, you have a Yetzirah. That is the modern version of it. And this is what we have to understand that Reveille Rosen says that the first, don't tell yourself you can't achieve this, you certainly can, but you have to first begin with the angels closer to you, your evil inclination. That's the angel that we have to conquer first. And this is where we have to recognize our potential is so great. But obviously when there's potential, there's also a lot of, a lot of, a lot of interference. So he begins talking about that. And then he begins, then after he starts talking about the concepts of, there are three things, remember prayer is a service of the heart, and there's three things that undermine the fear of God. Either I have the fear of God, or unfortunately I need my heart. But unfortunately in my heart there's also three things that can affect my heart. And he says, however, there are three traits that destroy the j- Yushalayim, which is the heart, that undermine a person's fear. And these three are depending on craving wealth, craving food, and craving sex. These three things are basically the three, crave- three things that the world craves, that those things, to the extent that you crave those, that they- you disconnect spiritually. You disconnect with fear of heaven. If you don't have fear of heaven, you can't really be connected. So those are the three things that he, that he talks about, because those are the three things that are centered in the heart. And he says, wealth is rooted in the heart. God blesses and enriches, and there's no sadness. And there's also a passage that says, and it saddened him in the heart. Food, food is a constant. The bread is a, sustains the heart, the, heart, the heart of a man and sexual desires. Because the heart st- stems mainly from the passion, it's produced in the blood of the heart's ventricle. So you can see the connection between the heart and these three things, how Rabbi Nachman brings it out. And there's the famous Gemara, Gemara Bra- Barachot 3a, that, he's, that he talks about that the night is consisted of three watches. We know that the night, how do we know that what part of the night you, a person is connected to? very simple one part of the night you could see the a donkey brays. the second part of the night a dog barks and the third part of the night an infant nurses from his mother's breast so this is the it's a Gemara Gemara Barachot 3a which talks about there's three parts of the night Rabbi Nachman's going to tell us that these three things connect connect because there's the three parts of the night these three things connect the three parts of these desires for example example the the, the the, the three obstacles. Yitzhahar, the donkey refers to money, right? The dog barking refers to a dog is never satisfied, refers to food. And the mother's breast refers to obviously sexual uh, relations. And that's, he's, just, he's just bringing an extra proof on that. And then Ram Nachman says that the way to do this is you have to draw a dot. How do you fix these three traits? You have to come up with, you have to have a new consciousness. And he tells us in this same beautiful Torah that each because dot, comp- you have three parts of your brain, right? Chochma, and Dot. There's three parts. That refers to the brain. The seven Sefirot or the seven Midot, the seven upper, the seven personalities, Gvurah, Chesed. This is what we're talking about, like today's Netzach, and ShebeNetzach, having strength eternally. Those are the those are the emotions. But the first three parts, Chochma, Bina, and DAT, refer to your your brain, the right side of the brain, left side of the brain, and the middle. Okay. And he says, how do you fix this? You fix this really through dot. Through knowing that money, for example, knowing how do you fix money. Recognizing as much as money I want, I'm going to die with half of what I have. So I'm going to always have this desire. So I have to be careful to have bitachon and to give a lot of charity to fix that problem. Sexual relations also, to recognize again, the more you want, the more it's going to, going to drag you down. And the more depressed you're going to be. So again, you have to measure that through, through marriage and kedusha, Food, same thing. Food can give you energy or food can make you completely depressed. So these three things have a potential, obviously, for things. But they can also ruin your connection with your creator. Because these three things in excess become a concept of a klipa. And what is the concept of a klipa? A klipa, the purpose of a klipa, is to hide the good in your life. It doesn't allow you to see good. If all you do, all day long you're thinking about it's money, 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 there's no way you can be connected to God. Because if you have it, okay, you're connected. If you don't, you won't be connected. But once you have it, then you realize, oh my God, I'm, in, I'm the one making the money. <laughs> then you'll be disconnected automatically. It's the most ridiculous thing that I've seen in the world. How people with a lot of money have no connection to God. It's like, you would figure, wow, He gave you money, at least be connected, be grateful. But you could see how this illusion of ego that people think, wow, if I have money, that means I can do what I want. What do I need spirituality for? Wow, it's pretty crazy to think of that, but this is the world that we're in. So Reb tells us, he tells us that these three things, the way to rectify them is three, three dots. And the holidays, believe it or not, the, the, each holiday has a specific uh, power to rectify that. How? Why? For example, in Sukkot, we rectify the eating. We eat in the sukkah, we eat with holiness. On Shavuot, we're having relations, but now we're having relations for, to, for the sake, we were in Nida, the 49 days of the Omer. So on Shavuot, there's a, uni, a spiritual union where we're actually married. The, there's a concept of a marriage, and that's why we eat uh, milk, because we're celebrating the meal, and we're celebrating Shavuot, and we're celebrating not being in Nida anymore. So these 49 days a woman's in Nida, same thing. We're, we're, we are in a, these days of the Omer, we are like in a state of Nida. We're impure. We're impure these days. But on Shavuot, we get this union of marriage and we get, we get the Torah. And also, on, Sh- on, on, on Pesach, we just left, with the, the, you can rectify the desire for money. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be successful. It means you shouldn't hoard wealth and think all your day long about wealth. It means you can have spirituality, you can be successful in business, but it doesn't mean you have to come home. If one thing doesn't work out, come home, be depressed and start taking drugs because things don't work out your way. Or constantly needing more and nothing's enough, where you can't even wake up in the morning, and you have no life. So I, am Baruch Hashem, I'm, I'm involved in many businesses, but I still have my spirituality very strong. Doesn't mean nobody's telling you throw it all, go into spirituality, go to the, you know, go, 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 learn. All. That's for some people, but realistically, we're working men. We have to try to bring all every all we have to bring God into our business, and use business as a form of elevation, not a form of ego boost, boosting. Uh, my self-worth is my net worth concept. So the way you rectify that is, by, is, is Pesach. Because Pesach, the Jews didn't want the money from the Egyptians, but they left Egypt with great wealth. They came to them. They attracted it. They didn't even go after that. So it could show, shows us that when we rectify these three traits, these three traits are connected to the three. It makes you a slave, etc. So then Rab Nachman tells us something very beautiful. He begins just talking about that, and then he tells us. Now he starts talking about the concept of, and he tells us actually, he gives us a beautiful, proper. So talks about a beautiful concept. He says, "In the, how do you know the Jews had this these three problems in Egypt?" He says, "When the when the, what was their problem in the wilderness? Why didn't they want? They didn't want to get out of Egypt. What was their complaints in Egypt? Well, in Egypt, we enjoyed. We wanted. What did they ask for? We they enjoyed the food, right? What did they say?" Scripture writes that the Jews complained about having only money to eat. They craved meat and the foods they enjoyed. They also says, "Give us some food, meat to eat." They remembered the fish we used to eat fish for free, right? In fact, the Jews were looking any excuse to complain. <laughs> they had so what was the problem? They had plenty of cattle. The Jews had plenty of cattle. They were just they were just hoarding the money. You understand? They had a craving. The fish came for free because God entered them. But what, but what were they really, really saying? The slaughtering, if they had their own cattle, what do you need more cattle for? Give us meat. You have your own. They were greedy. That was the problem with money, right? The problem with the food. They had plenty of man. They had man. They didn't need man. What was their problem? They wanted more food. Even though they had the perfect, it would taste exactly what you wanted. And the fish for free, they used to have sexual... Fish for free means that they had free sex, free, sexual relationships for free. So these were the three things. They we're not just talking about fish, meat, and this. There was, there was three desires that they were stuck in Egypt that they wanted. They, that means I didn't want to be free. I want to be stuck in my desires. It's a very deep concept. Never, never saw that angle that way. And this is why they were just crying out because they wanted to be stuck in their slavery of their desires. And you should know that it's, it's again... We all have desires. If God didn't give us desires, like Gemara says, if you don't have a desire for sex, a chicken would not make an egg. So we have all these desires. Nothing wrong with having the desire, is you have to work on channeling it the right way. It's very important. Don't, don't say, I have a desire, something's wrong with me. I'm ashamed. Don't shame yourself, recognizing this channel, I have to work on re-channeling this spiritually or cooling off the desire, so it doesn't overtake my life. You could ask anybody. People that have control over their food, not only do they feel a hundred times better, they're more focused. But people that don't control over, over food, they, they can't even focus, they're, they're a slave to their food. So you could see, when you, have, when you have mastery over something, you really feel ten times greater than when, you're not, when you don't have mastery. The 40-day challenge, the people with sexual issues, with they're not free. There's no freedom there. There's slavery there. And our job in life is to be free. So now he talks about, the, because you need your heart, and these things affect your heart. So there's the first problem is these things affect your heart. To the extent that you tame these three things, then you start getting more connected. These things disconnect you. But once you have your heart back, what do you have? Now you're able to connect to prayer. Rabbi Nachman tells us, prayer is your weapon. With prayer, I can hit goals. With prayer, I can change myself. With prayer, I can manifest. I can do everything with prayer. But if I don't have a gun, I'm in the middle of a war, I don't even have a gun. So these three things, that doesn't even allow you to pick up the gun. You can't even shoot. What are you shooting? I'm not in the mood to pray. I'm not in the, something's causing us not to be in the mood to pray. It's one of these three desires. This is the genius of Reb Nachman. You see another, why Reb Nachman tells you, he tells you the problem and he gives you the solution. So you have nowhere, where are you going to run to? That's what the power of Rabbi Achimachim's teachings. So that's the problem. That's the disconnection. How do I get connected? I have to tame these three things. Because I need my heart. You need your heart to pray. You don't have your heart, what are you going to do? So every, everything you do affects your heart. Your relationships affect your prayer. Your eating habits affect your prayer. Your relationship with money affects your prayer. Bottom line. Many people tell you, come, come to the class. No, I'm too stressed out from work. The market killed me. Okay, great. So don't come, to, don't, don't pray anymore. <laughs> The market killed you. Again, how is that going to help you? How in the world is that going to help you fix anything? What you have to do is, creator of the world, save me from this Tava, from the stock market. Save me. Stock market, Sam Satan, the Satan's in the market. Believe me, I lost tons of money in the market when I was younger. So we have to be able to have a real relationship with money. And that gives us our spirituality. So this is why, this is like the prerequisite. The prerequisite is you've got to tame these these three things because otherwise you can't be free and be a slave at the same time you know in America though you can come up with all kinds of things they do here but (laughs) you cannot be free and be a slave at the same time either you're going into freedom or you're going into slavery now he tells us prayer is very really really exalted by the way this is a Gemara Barachot prayer is really really exalted but people treat it lightly Believe it or not, this was said 1,000 years ago. Even when they stand up to pray, all people want to do is just be done with it. As our sages of memory taught, that which is exalted is degraded by the sons of man. This refers to the things that stand at the very summit of the universe, yet most people treat it lightly. Isn't that amazing? The Gemara is telling you this. We read this all the time. The, he's telling you the greatest thing. The Gemara is telling you this. This is not even a bristle thing. The Gemara is telling you but the greatest thing in the world is prayer. Yeah, most people, they go in there with a phone. They go in there Mickey Mouseing. you know, focus. They're not even there. So you can see this is not, people are not putting, people are not putting their emphasis in the right place. Broken focus. We're putting our focus completely. You need, to fo- you, need to fo- you need to think of lack of focus as poverty. When I look at lack of focus, I associate poverty to it. When I look at focus, I, say, I associate success. This is why I pray for so much of it. Because if I can't focus, everything is finished. All, what, what are you, you going to get? You can't even hit a target. You don't even know where the target is. This is a generation today. No, focus. Focus. We've got to focus. When you focus, you win. And then not Nachman tells us through prophecy, prayer is redeemed from exile. As it says, he's a prophet and he will pray for you. Ultimately, what we've got to get to a point is we've got to develop that relationship in prayer. And when you develop in that relationship with prayer, you end up getting prophecy. Such as, every single one of my classes comes from a form of prayer. And I get the downloaded of what I need to talk about, or what do I need to speak about, what direction I need to speak, it's all a form of prophecy. If you, if you create that space, and you tame the monsters, you tame the food, you tame the sex, and you tame the food. Those three things, you have to, I recognize, when, when I recognize those three things, those are directly related to my ability to connect in prayer. If I can connect in prayer, that's going to affect the classes. If it's affected the classes, then everything else gets affected. You understand? It's not every meal is, is, is what am I eating? How much am I eating? Relations. Everything has to be tamed. This is why I got, I got married right away, because I know if, you don't, if a person's not married today, he's not going to be able to have this connection in prayer. But now we know the problem. Let's get to the solution. Now when prayer is freed from exile, Rabbi Nachman tells us something unbelievable. All doctoring falls away. You will not need medicine. Imagine to get to, getting to a point, and Baruch Hashem, I, my knee healed completely, it was a miracle. When you can get to a point where prayer, you can eat bread and water, and that is your medicine. You, will, you can get what Nachman told us. And this is after he came back from Israel, he knew the recipe for healing. He says, prayer can redeem. Why is prayer such an essence? Why is prayer so important? What is his connection to this? Because all medicines are based on plants, and each plant receives a potency from a particular strong constellation, and this is what our sages say, you will not find the blade of grass that does not have an angel striking it, telling it to grow. Basically, when you have prayer, you have faith, faith actually brings the rains, which causes the plants to grow, which makes the medicine. So at the end of the day, you're the one producing the whole thing. Because God gave man the ability now to create the arousal from below. So actually, you're the one creating the the prayer. This is why uh, Rabbi Nachman used to advise, you should always pray. When you do his bodhidud, you should pray outside. Because the plants will help you. Because you gave them, you're the one that made them work. But that's the point that we can get to. We can get to such a point where we're actually creating the, the we're the producers of the thing. Now, what Rabbi Nachman's telling us something now deep. He says, you can get to a point where you can get prayer to be perfect. When you have perfect prayer, you will get healing through bread and water. Now what? Now he gives us three things that you're going to need to get to this. Unbelievable, these three things. That I pray, this is something I pray for constantly. The first thing, the first thing you cannot do is do not regard anybody with contempt. Rab Nachman says, do not disparage a person. What does that mean? That means if a person does not judge other people favorably, and if he doesn't judge himself favorably, his prayers will not be answered. You will not get perfect prayer if you do not have, basically, self-esteem. Here is Rab Nachman saying here. Rab Nachman has shown us here, if a person is too critical of himself or too disparaging of his accomplishments, right? He's spilling his own blood. Low self-esteem. You have no self-esteem, what's going to happen? You're spilling your own blood. You understand the problem with the importance of having the importance of valuing who you are? Not you make a mistake, you don't shame yourself. What can I fix? What can I repair? But if you do not have, you have low self-esteem, First of all, you're not going to believe the prayer is going to work anyway. Because you're going to think, why would I get answered? I don't deserve it. I did this wrong. I did that wrong. Do you understand the problem? That's a huge problem. That's the first reason why most people can't get their prayers. Because they're too busy, they're too busy butchering themselves. So when, you're too, when you're, you make a mistake, what can I fix? We're always in the solution. We're not talking about shaming of this and that. A person has to be careful not to criticize himself too much, as Rashi explains. A person who spills his own blood, Rav Nassim says he regards himself as contempt. And guess what? Very simple. The way you feel about yourself is the way you treat others. And that's not, that, that, there's nothing new under the sun. So how you treat others and how you treat yourself is, is your value of your self-esteem. When you, how you, you treat others well, it means you value yourself well. You treat other people terrible, same thing. But you could recognize that is so important. And you'll, you'll see here how all three are connected, by the way. You'll recognize how all three are connected. So imagine having an area code 305, 30, 304. Number's not going through. So that's the first thing. It's very important when you go into a synagogue. The first thing we say when we say chakras, ve hafta lerecha kamocha. Please, God, let me love everybody. We want to connect to the love of everybody. It's very important you be in a place where you love everybody. Don't do business with people in shul, because at the end of the day, things don't work out. Next thing you know, the guy's in your face, he's thinking about him. What is this guy doing? Look at him, he's religious, he's praying, and he stole money from me. This is a terrible, terrible. It causes the prayers not to be answered. Because all day long, you're thinking about the guy, you're thinking about this. You're putting the guy down. You're judging the guy. So what happens? Er, prayer's not going up. You have to create a love in breast circles. That's why I go to Uman. There's nothing but love. Every love, all love. Everybody's love. Who cares who you are? What you are, what you're wearing, nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's a, it's a place of love. So all the prayers go up. But when you have this, oh, look at my seat. I got this nice to watch. Who, why is he sitting in the first seat? Why? All of this causes your prayers not to go up. It's all, it's all ego. It's all contempt. I'm better than you. If you know what that does to you spiritually, it kills your prayers. Because you're spelling blood. You're saying you're better than him. Don't compare yourself. Don't judge yourself to anybody. What, look what happened to the Jews. 24,000 students. Put your, get yourself in a synagogue where you pray, where you have completely love. If you have problems with people, forgive them. Do what you have. But it's affecting you. By the way, it's affecting you. It's the first thing we say when we say chakras. I love every Jew as myself. Because you, you need that. You need the number one. You don't have that. Who cares if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're a tzaddik? You, you can't be a, such a tzaddik if you're too busy, only seeing negative in people. If you're seeing negative in people, that means you have broken focus. You have to see the God, the greatest point is to be able to see only the godliness in people and want to help them out and want the best because you recognize well, we're all in the same boat. If you take your, if you, we're on a big ship and you take your cabin and you start drilling in your cabin, I should tell you, look at this Meshuggah he's drilling in his cabin. <laughs> What's going to happen? You're sinking too. What do you think? It just stops there? The boat sinks. When the crease comes, COVID comes, and all these things come, it comes to everybody. You're not, you can't stay in your little bubble. We all get affected, by the way. We all get affected. You're, everybody's responsible for each other. So start, drop the judgment, pick up the love, even if it's difficult for the person, even if it's difficult for you. Find a way to find something good in that point. So you want to pray in a synagogue, it's very important that there's a harmony and there's love and there's no, you know, there's only love. Only love. This is one thing about breast love that really attracted me because you, you have that concept. And if, you, if the, in that synagogue is too hard for you, go somewhere else. It's a serious thing. Do you understand? It's a serious thing. Go, make sure where you're praying there's love. Because that space, if there's no love, that can affect your prayer. And that can block the prayers from going on. And you cannot get perfect prayer. So that's the first one. Failure to heed injunction. Do not regard anybody contempt. The second one is idol worshipping, which represents not having faith. So again, very simple. When you have no self-esteem anyway, you don't have faith. So you can see how low self-esteem is such a kill. It kills everything. It kills all your gains. Low self-esteem kills all your gains. Because what happens? You don't have emunah. Emuna in prayer is connected. You have to believe that your Creator is listening to your prayer and He's listening to everything He's saying. And this is why you need faith. Faith, Rav Nachman says, it's not the mount of the prayer, it's the faith behind the prayer. Moshe's hands were up, they won the war. Moshe's hands were down, they lost the war. Sometimes you need to close the mind and just open up the heart. That's faith. Faith. If you have faith in Muna, faith, you have love, you have faith, those are the two. We're going to get to the third one. That will cause your prayers to get answered. And you get through the express lane in heaven. There's, there's lanes and there's other lanes. Why do you think we talk so much about the 13 attributes of mercy? Right? Because if, you, if you're living in mercy, then number one, you love everybody and you have faith that whatever anybody did to you is from Hashem also. See this connection? If I believe that somebody, somebody wronged me, it's not from Hashem. That's from a different situation. Then I'm already to denial of faith. You understand why you have to be merciful? Because you're, you're not... It's not La of You hurt me. That has nothing to do with God. No. Wrong. It was meant to happen to you. God caused it to happen to you. So when you have gr- gr- grudges and you hate people, you're denying God's existence. And when you deny God, you can't... You, the problem with faith is, the only thing you have to be perfect in is faith. See how the world... They minor in faith, and they perfect. They want to be perfectionists in other areas. The only thing you need to be a perfectionist is faith. So, what does faith do? It causes your prayers to answer. And the third one is failure to guard the covenant, not maintaining spiritual propriety. Again, low self-esteem causes you not to have faith and fall into a very deep pigama bris. Pigama bris, Reb Nachman says, is very connect. That's the in Kabbalah we speak about the the. the Yesod. Yesod is the customs agency. You have tons of packaging coming, but what happens? They can't find the address. Imagine you have 25 FedEx packages coming to you. Unbelievable surprises. They don't know your address. Return to sender. I hate to tell it to you. There's nothing more that affects you spiritually, mentally, and emotionally as this issue. This is why we talk about it so much. Because without that, you're not getting anything spiritual. You're not getting, you're not getting the benefit from it. You're, getting, you're doing it, but you're not getting the benefit from it. This is why we have such a sense of urgency. So if I tell myself, wow, this is a huge sense of urgency. Now this is affecting my prayers. It's affecting my cash flow. It's affecting my emotions. Holy, I got to get married. I got to do something. Got to do something. Got to do something. I got to get enough, enough leverage and when you get the, when you have these three things, then you merit perfection of prayer, and then you can get healed through bread and water. And there's nothing greater that I think a person would tell you is to have flow. When you're able to speak with flow, what is flow? Flow worth today? To have that flow, you ever have a conversation with the Creator? This flow. When you learn with flow, that's there's nothing. What is better than flow today? I I, I don't think of a better. I do not think of better, better value today than having flow in your life. Having flow—that to me is one of the most important things. Confusion, lost, emotionally in the wrong, not knowing what to do, not knowing who to pick, not knowing what choice—that's not. That's not what you want. Flow is prophecy. How did Rabbi Hanin, I know his prayers went through. He says because my prayers had flow. You get flow. You need flow everywhere in your life. You have flow, you have everything. You don't have flow, what do you have? Confusion. So first got to get to the underlying reasoning why we're getting in this place. So this is why these three things. Not, not, you need love. Love for yourself. And it all starts with love for yourself because the more love for yourself, you have more faith. The more faith you have and the more muna you have, the more you're willing to have, to, to work on yourself and to be able to have Um, instead of instant gratification, delayed gratification, which will lead you to finding the right girl. It's all connected, by the way. Because if you have self-esteem, you have delayed gratification. You're not looking for a fling. You're looking for a long-term play. Right? Real estate, big real estate players, they don't look for shocks; They look for long-term plays. They're visionaries. You're marrying somebody, you need a visionary. You need to look for the vision. Not look for... You know, what makes your heart beat? These three things is what you have to master. You master these three things, you get everything. You get the ability to connect and have flow with your Creator. You feel connected with your Creator. And when you feel connected, that is greater than any drug you can get. That's exactly what drug addicts try to, try to do. They're just trying to get connected. And you can see rehab centers with people dying to get connected. They'll kill themselves to be connected. You understand? We have that power. But we have to master these three things. You have to have love. Why wouldn't you have love? What's wrong with not being jealous of everybody? What's wrong with being happy for everybody? What's wrong with it? And if that's an area that you struggle in, pray for it. Remove the hatred from your heart. Why am I jealous? Why am, why am I not happy when I see my, other, my, my fellows being successful? Why do I have such envy in my heart? Again, lack of amuna. Lack of amuna. Lack of amuna. Second, why don't, I, why don't I believe in my prayers? Not only do I not believe him, I don't even put time into him. Lack of faith. And the third one is the, the hardest for men is this area of the brit, which is connected to Yosef Atzadi. Remember, what did Yosef Atadik get? Yosef Atzadi, because he, he he mastered this, he got the double portion. Yosef Atzadi. The word Yosef is the numerical value one seventy six, which is two times bread. I'm not telling you I'm an angel. But when I heard that, when I was struggling in Miami, I said, sexual impurity leads to poverty? Uh-oh. Let's cut. Time to cut really quick. I didn't need a 40-day challenge. <laughs> I, this is what it is. End of story. <laughs> it wasn't such a, what are you, what are you talking about? There's not, that's that decision I said. What are you talking about 40 days? There's no, there's no this, this is never going to happen again that's the kind of determination you need to have, sense of urgency. Like, this is not happening again. Period. And after that, the, your mazal goes up. Mazal. So for guys, this is what they have to work on. And then obviously, when your mazal goes up, wealth comes, success comes, and that happiness, you're going, there's no greater joy you're going to get than when you have self-control. I, I can't tell you the, the joy you're going to have. And this is where he's saying here. Failure to govern the covenant, it's somebody who violates the covenant associated with abdut characteristics of this is Canaan. A slave should be a slave. This is Canaan. He was, you know, what was Ham and Canaan known for? Is, uh, is what he did with, with his father, Noach. So you can see that's connected. So a person has to extradigate these three services, these three prayers, and then one can be cured through bread and water. And believe it or not, just to end this, just to show you how it's all true, how it's so connected? This it's crazy how this story is connected to COVID. Provided that there's a Gemara and Pesachim that says that a person can, he he, he could he he if he, there's three things that a person if, if they tell you if you do this you could die for it. If you don't do it, that you can kill your That person could die they should die for it. Idol worshiping, somebody tells you you're idol worship an idol, give up your life. If somebody tells you have, a rela- have, a, have a rela- illicit relations with that person, give up your life. And murder, give up your life. So these three things are connected. What is idol, idol worshipping? Lack of faith. What was the issue with COVID? Closing down the country. The ta'va for money. Illicit relations. Right? What was the, the issue with illicit relations? Six feet. Six feet distance. COVID was supposed to fix this problem. Obviously it didn't do, it didn't do anything, but... COVID was supposed to fix this problem. Six feet. And what was murder? Spilling somebody's blood. The mask. These three things were supposed to fix COVID. And these are three things. Idol worshipping, illicit relationships, and murder. These three things are the three things that are connected to the three things I just said. Having faith. Having faith is idol worshipping. Right? If you don't have faith, you're worshipping an idol. Illicit relationships is the Brit. And murder is murdering somebody by putting them down, murdering yourself by having low self-esteem. So you can see it. This, this, Reb Nachman just takes this Torah. It's, it's just like, a, it's an unbelievable, unbelievable Torah. So remember, get some leverage, get some leverage, work on these three things. I would start with the first one, self-love. If you work on self-love, you're going to be able to judge people better. Because without self-esteem, you, you're not even going to have believe in faith. You can't have faith and have low self-esteem. It's not really possible. Work on the first one, which is, which is not disparaging yourself, believing yourself, believing your worth. Then work on the second one, which is faith, because that will come faith. And then once you have faith and strength in that, the third one will come, because you'll have the strength for the third one. You understand? And then just look at the leverage. What could my life be if my prayers are answered? What kind of life can I have? But give yourself some leverage. Give yourself some leverage. What could my life be if I'm connected spiritually? What would my life be if I have more focus? What would my life be if I have direction? Sky's the limit. May Hashem help us all. We should all get to these stories. Exactly.